Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to Real Good Show, episode number 43. That's right, another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast, episode number 43, an episode that promises uh, to come over and play in the minors and have some bad shoulder injuries and eventually go back to Europe and really establish itself as a dominant force over in Sweden before being signed to a one-way contract for next season, and we'll see how it does. Justin Morissette with you once again for another real good show, and with me, as always, is... Stefan Heck. John Cullen. And for me, this episode uh, will slash its throat <laughs> at its opponents. Oh, yes. Was that... So you're talking about... Rodin? Anton Rodin was my number 43. T- there's technically, I, I, I'm on hockeyreference.com right now. There's no Canucks that have ever worn 43. Really? I Googled it and it said Anton Rodin. So, so maybe, maybe in the minors in or in, camp in or preseason. Something. Yeah, but according, I guess this is just regular season. Yeah. So maybe, but next year though, he'll be the first. Rodin, 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 Rodin. I'm begging you to come wear number 43. <laughs> I was hoping for more out of the second line there. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> yeah. You had a lot of time to think of it. Yeah, you've done better. Yeah, I know. There was a lot. I was expecting That's, better. I had four Rodines yeah. to think it yeah. over. Yeah. And then all you had was just wear number 43. Well, Kadri was great because he was going to wear 13, or that's what he wore in juniors. And then he started to play for the Leafs. And uh, it's, uh, I'll just say, especially after we talked with Kyle Wellwood last week, it's a little difficult to come into a franchise immediately after one of its greatest ever players and then try to wear his number and not be very good at the start. <laughs> and so I think he was feeling the pressure a little bit and decided, uh, you know what, maybe time to just put a triangle on that one and make it 43 <laughs> a triangle and a little like knob at that yeah and a knob yeah, yeah. A triangle and a in a tiny penis and speaking of course of kyle wellwood uh that was a that was quite the episode last week fellas let's just talk about that episode yeah for this entire let's episode. just reminisce yeah this is our clip show. We're locked in Stefan's kitchen. It's like Talking Dead, which to me is like the fucking stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I've never seen it, but... Yeah. So ta- yes. Talking Wellwood. This is the the Wellwood yeah. episode post-show. Yeah. We're yeah. like, oh, do you remember when he said that uh, he like didn't think arbitration was a big deal? That was crazy. Do we have any clips lined up from that? We should just play the whole show I guess it would be uh, like, because the Talking Dead, I was trying to think of like the equivalent, because it's like the Walking Dead... Talking Dead. I yeah. think it would be this. Would be the uh, the Tellwood. Tellwood. Kyle. Like Kyle Tellwood. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I'm trying to think of a real good show pun. I got nothing. Tell good. I'm very, very tired. That's fine. It's been a long day for Could me. Be, uh, That's good. That's normally how Kyle Well did. Yeah. There we go. Well would, and then he did it. And it's also possible that he could end up being a welder. You just never yeah, know. I don't think he mentioned that. Yeah. No, that. he didn't. But I like mean, he was at BCIT, but he wasn't studying any that's trades. True. Yeah, that's true. But it's ha- still a has, trade uh, school. He has welder's eyes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, no, that was a good episode. And uh, thanks to all of our listeners for all the great feedback. It seemed like a lot of people really enjoyed it. So that was also nice. Yeah, very nice to uh, to put an episode out there into the world and have people actually positively respond to it uh, instead of just hearing nothing, which is what happens most weeks, I find. Anyways. No, mo- we, get, we get feedback. Some compliments here and there, yeah, I suppose. It's a, it's a, we don't get like no feedback. Yeah, that's true. We I mean, you should be happy, considering that your mailing address is on our website, that you're not getting feedback. Because like, that's not very... Hey, like, somebody sent me one American dollar. That's true, that's but true. you could have... Yeah. But they could also send you a bomb. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Like, you get... Like, that's, I think, because Stefan has said he, he could get shot at his soccer yeah. game, and you could get could, mailed a bomb. Or, like, anthrax. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, this brings us to our next segment. Mail Justin anthrax. <laughs> <laughs> You could just mail him like laundry detergent and write anthrax on the envelope, and people will definitely think it's anthrax. Yeah, like exactly. The, including the mail carriers who have to bring it to me. Yeah. Exactly. Justin Morissette, care of Tom Ridge. <laughs> Please don't do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm I, like, it's fine with me. Well, you know what you could do is you could put uh, real anthrax in an envelope and write laundry detergent on it. <laughs> there you be go. Like, oh, it's like a laundry sample. And I'd be like, this is a hilarious joke, and I'd be dead like a week. Was later. there ever anthrax though? In the with the anthrax thing after nine eleven, yeah, like I don't, yeah, there was some actual like anthrax. Dan Rather or some news anchor gets some like anthrax in the mail. Well, they mail. sent it to some newsrooms, I think. Yeah, yeah. I, I read about it like every couple months. Tom so Ridge it's, was it's the very big, interesting. Was the only one I remember where it was like the Vermont Capitol Bill or wherever he was. Tom Ridge was like the Homeland Security guy. Oh, right? Homeland Security. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I just imagine that's in Vermont. Honestly, all I know about politics in that time I learned from like reading Mad Magazine when I was in like grade seven and eight, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. So. It's like that, Simps- that Simpsons joke where Tom uh, bitch, where Bart and Milhouse are reading Mad Magazine, and Milhouse is like, "Whoa, they're really riffing into the Spiro Agnew guy. He must work there or something." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. What uh, was their like big pun on anthrax? Kind of like asthrax or something? Okay. I think they just called it anthrax. Spamthrax. Man snacks. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look uh, at yeah. this fat ass eating and snacks. <laughs> Have some more and snacks with your. Anthrax. I, I will say, I did have a few people who were like, I did wish that you guys had just like done a regular episode with Kyle Wellwood instead of just like fawning over him for an hour and a half. So for you people out there who wanted that, enjoy this, whatever the fuck this is right now. Well, <laughs> I wouldn't say, I didn't think we fawned over him. I think we sorted it at the beginning. I think You I, guys did. I think at one point I said I love you. Yeah, or something along no, those yeah, lines. No, yeah, you guys were little bitch babies. You yeah. didn't talk for the first 35 minutes. I was minutes. in awe, yeah. Well, I don't but talk very much anyway. That's true, but, that's but, true, but there was like less. a puddle of drool forming on your keyboard and like... It's the welder's eyes. <laughs> I'm telling you. Well, no, I think... Uh, I don't know. I think he would have gone along with some of it. Like, he was laughing at... Oh, he loved it. Oh, yeah. Loonies, Toonies, and Clipperoonies. He was losing he was it. All into it. Yeah. He loved, Justin, uh, you said he was laughing at... Uh, it's not a bit. It's yeah. like a real thing. Imagine Dragons yeah. seemed like his favorite part of the whole show, yeah. honestly. But, uh, you know, hopefully he'll come back and we can do more of a regular episode at some point for 142 or yeah. 84 or... For the record. No, no. We're get, no. Hey, excuse me. We're getting Mikhail Grabowski for 84. Okay. Um... <laughs> 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 um well, I mean, I'd just like to go on the record by stating that that was my suggestion, listeners out there. I said, let's just do a regular episode and fit Kyle Wellwood into the format. But these two guys were like, no, he's the greatest Canucks player well, no, of all like, We have to do it. Here's the thing. I didn't prepare anything, like topics or anything. 
I just was like had questions that I wanted to ask him for an interview, and that was all I had. It was like a show. hybrid episode because mm. we did do some of our segments. Yeah, we, we did the Taffer, Taffer Tracker. Tracker back. We yeah. haven't done that in a while. Oh, I know. I'm just joking. I thought it was a great episode, and people who didn't like it can go fuck themselves, as far as I'm concerned. And this people been, who did like it can go fuck themselves. This has been Kyle Tellwood with your host <laughs> Chris Hardwick. Uh, Chris Harddick. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> Uh, Piss hard dick. That's his Mad <laughs> Magazine name for sure. That's like too dirty for Mad Magazine. Although I don't know, I haven't read Mad Magazine. I don't for think like that's 10 too years. dirty. He hosts the Mad Piss Magazine Post Magazine. Like it's the final page. At no, the, the, the final page is the folded. It's the, the folded, Al Jaffe yeah. folded. Yeah, 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 yeah Come on. that's true. Classic. Al Jaffe is still alive, actually. I'm pretty yeah. Sure. yeah, Alfred E. Newman. Well, that's well, not, it's not, it's not a real not guy. A real person. That's like their mascot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So I guess, yeah, like by the constructs like of animation and, and like he's fictional characters, alive. he's still alive. He's still being yeah. drawn. Of course. And he's still 12 and he's years still, old. And he's still not worrying. No, yeah. he's never worried. What? what? Him worry? Me worry? He's actually kind of a role model for 2016 people in, in, a, in a lot of ways because people always talk about how they're so stressed out. I mean, they got a lot to learn from that guy. Yeah. Yeah. His motto now is just, uh, I don't fucking care. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah. just doing a lot of yoga and yeah. just living the life you know he's probably got a meditation app on his iphone speaking of apps on your iphone hey angry birds <laughs> rio did you ever play that no i never played the special. real one did yeah you? it was like for the movie rio yeah yeah i, I saw uh, it I never oh it wasn't it. for the olympics no, I, played, jesse, I played jesse eisenberg is uh is like a bird i think yeah i played the star wars one that's a good one the, with the anti-gravity or yeah, yeah that's yeah. a lot of fun that's but really the fun. real one is nice it's it's that's the app we're talking about yeah well the angry birds is going to be a movie based on the popular app coming out sometime later this year the popular app of the same name angry birds yes oh whoa they're yeah. doing an angry birds rio movie uh, no, just no. Angry Birds. No, well, they, did, they did a real. That's movie an app already. based on a movie. This is a movie based on an app. Different. Is this the first ever angry... movie based on an app? Yes, but it, it is opening uh, the door. Uh, Battleship is an app. I guess, but it was a board game first. No, but that's like the original app. Yeah, the board game is like an app. This is opening the door to the uh, fo- cinematic phone universe. Uh, where all of the apps on your phone are in like a shared universe. Well, they're doing together. the emoji movie because yeah, the yeah. emoji movie. They're doing an emoji movie. Yes. yes. How did I not know this? Yeah, it's based on the popular emojis uh, that are on your phone, and they're gonna like transport inside apps. So there's gonna be all kinds of brand synergy because the emojis are gonna be like. Oh, Tinder, what's going on in here? We'll find out wow. in the Emoji Movie. I yeah. think I'd rather watch Pixels ten times than watch <laughs> that one once. But yeah, Did you I, see Pixels? You seem like the type of guy no, who watched I did Pixels. Not. No? I did not. I don't you watch Adam him? Sandler movies. That's the one about the video game? Yeah. So, yeah. Was it, was it good? To, well, no, I didn't see it. Yeah? Why would I? I don't know. It looked kind of... It looked bad. Yeah, yeah, it's like the, the Bud Light Lime of movies. Yeah. But it seems a lot of movies this year are just like, hey, this is a thing. Remember this? Like, Warcraft, the movie. And like, well, they've been working on that for a while, I think. <laughs> I guess so. And people, I think, will actually see that one. Because that's sort of it's like... Duncan Jones, too. And so. even if you don't like Warcraft, you're like, oh, fantasy movie, mm-hmm. great graphics and shit. Like, but emojis is like go fuck yourself. I mean, come on. To, to me, the most like egregious thing was uh, that Google movie a couple of years ago with Owen oh Wilson. the internship. Yeah, where it's just them like working at Google and being like, oh, Google is like so fantastic. Working at Google is great <laughs> for two hours. Yeah, I've seen that actually. The sequel. Uh, I watched that on a the bus sequel. Ride. They apply to work at Monsanto. 
<laughs> and Ron? Yeah. Seed patents are fantastic. Yeah, exactly. There's another movie that's coming out based on something. I wish the emoji really movie weird. was just based on all the emojis that no one ever uses, like the zodiac signs and that little French signpost. What's your most used emoji? Um, I, I guess think we can actually like look. I think it's the kiss one because because uh, you have a special lady in your life. Yeah, I think I'm guilty as charged on that front. Also, yeah, I think it's the yeah it's the kiss emoji followed by the ghost because boo, she's my boo. <laughs> mine is the one, and with then uh, followed by the peach because she has a good butt. Mine is <laughs> it, mine is expressionless <laughs> face and uh, neutral face, and then persevering face and. What's this one called? Is that what you said to Irene? Neutral, neutral face. Yeah, sometimes it's just like, yeah. yeah. Good night, babe. These Love you. Neutral, neutral face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the runaway characters from the Emoji movie coming later this summer. Fuck. Well, they, they should. No, uh, actually, it's not. The Emoji movie, I think, is coming. They're next writing year. it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be very timely whenever it comes out. They could make a movie out of another app, though. Yes. And they should. Yes. I would go see it, and I would use the app to buy tickets to it. Seat Geek, the feature film. Ladies and gentlemen, this week's episode of Real Good Show is brought to you by the fine folks at Seat Geek. Are you looking to buy tickets to uh, not a movie? I don't think you can do that. No, you I, definitely I, cannot. <laughs> but if you did want to go... Coming 2017. If, if you we don't know if that's real, but Seat Geek, that'd be cool. If you did want to go to a sporting event... Or a concert of some kind, you could definitely uh, use the SeatGeek app to do just that. And they are a ticket aggregator, a secondary marketplace, if you will, for tickets. Uh, and if you want to go to a show that's sold out, in fact, I would say the best way to do that is to see if there are tickets listed on SeatGeek, and there usually are. And why would you use SeatGeek over those other guys? Well, let me tell you, because the price you see when you look at the listing is the price you pay when you go to check out. Not only that, Stefan, but if you use a special promo code, you can get how many dollars off? $20 Oh off. my goodness, what a steal! American dollars. And what's the promo code? A steal of a deal. The promo code is exactly how you feel when you use the app, and that is real good. Uh, so use the promo code REALGOOD at checkout when you uh, decide to buy tickets. All one word, no Geek. spaces. And I was looking at some uh, some ticket listings on here. I thought I saw tickets to some kind of sporting event for $16, which could have been a Whitecaps game. Maybe yeah, the BC probably, Lions. Yeah, probably Whitecaps. I think you can get Whitecaps tickets on the SeatGeek app right now for $16. So SeatGeek would be paying you $4 <laughs> to go to the Whitecaps you game. You make a net profit. To go watch the Whitecaps play. Which and they're great. Food. I have season tickets. I love them. Well, friend of the show, Sam Anderson, just posted in our Facebook group saying, shout out to SeatGeek for saving me $20 on Beyonce tickets. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So there you shout go. Our out. listeners are uh, using the code. Sasha Fierce, bro. Yeah. Hashtag lemonade. Lemonade. Uh, Hashtag fuck Jay-Z or whatever. Yeah, John and I are very hipping with it. We're doing all the references. He's know. got 99 problems and the about. bitch is now one of them. Am I Looks right? like he can round it up to a square 100 problems <laughs> if you ask me. <laughs> Though, uh, if you ask me, say what you will about the album, but uh, Beyonce done fucked up real bad. She goofed, bro. She goofed by not inviting Ice tea. Onto Lemonade for a guest track called Arnold Palmer. <laughs> she really fucked that one up. 
I think that joke probably went better in your head than it did once it came out of your mouth. No, I think didn't, it, didn't you tweet that? I did. I, I liked the, like the tweet. It went better on Twitter like four days ago. Oh, <laughs> nice. Well, I, I was, uh, yeah, me and Patty Moe, uh, Patrick Monahan had a little Twitter exchange today where he said he was making a joke about rounding up to a hundred problems and how that's really clever and topical. And then I responded, I still think he has 99, but now a bitch is one of them. Am I? Because right? I mean, he had 99 problems a long time ago. At this point, he must have solved at least one of them. Yeah. So he just replaced that problem now with, with, uh, Beyonce. see what I don't get is, uh, he's really rich. Yeah. So like, who cares? <laughs> I don't care. He's a lot of he's a lot of money. Yeah, I also really enjoy the idea that like he, his wife dropped this like multi million dollar media project and he like didn't have any idea. Like, oh, what about a surprise! It. Yeah, she's been working on it for months in secret. He sees her probably most every day, and he's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he made the Tim Allen sound. Yeah. <laughs> but. This is Yo, quite, Jay. This, this is quite. Uh, you crazy for this Binford scroll, sir? <laughs> can we? Uh, can can I'm just gonna send this video to you, Justin. Okay. I'm just gonna keep making the Tim Allen sound for the rest of this episode. You can finish the uh, the seat geek. Yeah, because this is still a seat geek ad. Right? We're, not, we're not out of it yet. No, we oh, haven't okay. gotten out of it yet. But All right. I'm sending you a video. Here's what I would want. Tim Allen. Here's what I would want. The I think the Seat Geek movie would just be Robert Duvall sitting in a chair for two hours. Yeah. On, like, on a front porch? Yeah, amusing about life. Yeah. Stroking a gun, probably. <laughs> yeah. Drunk. Yeah. Just talking. Seat Geek, make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love that. I remember the way things used to be back when you had to pay full price for a seat <laughs> and couldn't get $20 <laughs> off using promo code real good. I don't know why he's talking that way. Do you way. remember when yeah. Robert, Robert du- remember <laughs> when he said he hated Canadians? Oh yeah. That was like 15 years ago or whatever, but he was like I hate Canadians, they can't act or whatever. Remember when Robert Duval was Clint Eastwood according to Justin? <laughs> <laughs> Basically the same. Oh, that was a Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Did you see the video there. I sent you, Justin? Uh, I it was saw a, the it was pretty Clint Eastwoody. But yeah, let's let's wrap this up, shall we? Let's uh, <laughs> let's wrap this ad. Let's wrap this up like the shooting for the Seat Geek movie <laughs> coming <laughs> in 2017. Do you remember that? It's part of the ex- extended universe for the mobile apps cinematic universe. Do you remember the ad we did last week? It was like literally 30 seconds. It may have been under 30 seconds. Yeah, we did a good. We did an yeah. actual. That's ad. the one you can send to Seed Geek. Yeah. Well, they want all of them. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Something tells me one. they won't be renewed. <laughs> including this one that's still happening right now. Promo code real good on the Seat Geek app, and uh, they give you the best deals, and we love them. They love us. Hopefully, I've heard, I've heard nothing but good things from people who've used the. Code. I had a good experience yeah. with it. Yeah. I was looking a at cheap tickets to see James happy. Taylor at Rogers Arena coming up in June. So. That's like Aaron Neville. Yeah, I know. No, it's more. It was like Michael McDonald. No, you're right. It's more Aaron Neville. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what James Taylor sounds like. So I'm, uh, to me, like Aaron Neville, Michael McDonald, and James Taylor are, are, all have the same. He's impression. a he's, so he's, he's a troubadour. Yeah, have yeah, you, yeah. Have you right. seen Fire, John? Fire? Have you seen, have you ever seen Fire in your life? Like just the oh, like like, like the actual something in flames. Yes, you've seen Fire. Yeah. Have you seen Rain? Oh, Fire and Rain. But you've never I know seen he has James this, Taylor. I know he has that song. Like I could <laughs> tell. I know his songs, but I don't. To me, it's just nothing. 
I've seen fire and I've seen rain. Not on Baton. I've seen sunny days that I thought would did, never did, end. Do you see the video I sent you? We were talking with I Tim like, Allen earlier. I like in this impression, I don't know words. I've seen lonely like, times when I could not find a friend. But I always thought we'd talk about Seat Geek, baby. One more time again. Thought I'd use the Seat Geek app on my phone. Okay, well, they're definitely going to quit it now. So we got paid like approximately $5 for that. Just a few more times to use promo code real good. Yeah, baby. All right. Yeah, Seat Geek. That's over. It's great. Seat Geek's good. Yeah, use it. Use the app. Uh, do you want me to open this clip, Stefan? Well, did you see what it is? You should explain no. what it Seat says. Seat Geek, more like Neat Geek. I don't, I don't know that. what it is. Uh, well, uh, John, I forgot his name for a second. John mentioned... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> your, your best friend, Episode John. 43. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this guy. Well, I was looking at you, and you know when you look at someone, you, you have... I can only think of one name at a time. Okay? Oh yeah, you know when I've you forget had this the name problem before, yeah. where I've yeah. said the the word that I'm looking at, and not the thing I'm yeah. thinking of. Yeah. And you two idiots were like, "That's never happened to anyone on Earth before. You're crazy." Yeah, well, you know when you forget the name of someone you talk to multiple times a day, every <laughs> single day. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> whatever. Uh, Blank face emoji. John yeah. was talking about Tim Allen. Yeah, and his, <laughs> his front, and so. Uh, I remember this uh, hilarious uh, uh, video uh, uh, where uh, uh, this guy, I guess, was playing uh, El- Elder Scrolls Morrowind, which I think is the th- third or fourth one. It's the third one? Third one. And he replaced every sound in the game oh, with yeah. a Tim Allen grunt. <laughs> yeah, play that. I mean, it works better with the video because you can see Morrowind. Right now, it's just going to sound like a bunch of Tim uh, Allen grunts. Uh, I guess that's true, yeah. <laughs> but just play it. Uh, <laughs> 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 Every single sound effect has been replaced. I mean, you, you can fast forward it. It's basically the same thing. This is the Jesus I'm going to do the described video for those of you who can't see this at home. That was great. Oh, my God. Uh, Just imagine a fantasy video game, but all of the... Or just look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Or I'll just post post it on on the blog. (laughs) Every single sound. Like, you don't realize... You don't realize how many sounds there are like in video games, I think. But there's like him walking. Yeah. There's like the sound of like his sword or whatever. There's like birds yeah. chirping in the background. There's the music. There's like, a babbling brook. Yeah. Yeah. The mu- um, well, the music in the background is... <laughs> that reminds me of... Uh, I, I, I want to find it again, but someone um, took a torrent of uh, the original Spider-Man movie and replaced uh, whenever he shot the web they replaced the sound effect with like a fart and then just uploaded it back to like the pirate bay or whatever with like no note being like oh it's like a fart edition so you download it and Spider-Man would just be like farting out webs the amazing thing like that is how you you make this like gigantic movie you spend all this money on it it's like this ubiquitous part of our culture and you can just do one thing like that and it wrecks the, enti- the whole thing <laughs> That's awesome. 
Well, the thing I like about that joke is that like, there's a chance only like ten people would have like seen it, but the guy did it anyway, and it's like that's, yeah, that's exactly. dedication. Oh, totally. You know? yeah. Like he loves his craft. Yeah, it's like when me and uh, Lo and F Chen and uh, I think Bertovo as well, we trolled an Avatar fan forum that was frequented by like 15 people yes and we pretended to be uh i think i was a serbian avatar fan and lo and <laughs> was like a turkish avatar fan <laughs> and we got into like this huge like race war on the avatar forums nice and uh as you do did yeah. they think that avatar was the supreme race no well they, i mean they didn't want anything to do with us really they got really really what mad. was the name of the avatar race the navi, the navi. navi. Yeah. i've never even seen it i've never seen uh, yeah. that movie. you knew that pretty fast there Justin. i've been brushing up on my avatar <laughs> trivia with with the four sequels that are coming over the next a million years well supposedly yeah but uh, if I'll you, believe it when I see it, if, if, and I still haven't seen the first one. If so you guys I are listening, I, I would love to go back on the Avatar forums and uh, and go back to what was the planet called again? Uh, I know Pan- the, Pandora, and I know the uh, it was called Pandora. Okay, no, John, this is the best part. There okay. was there was like a mineral that they were mining Pandora for. That was like an energy source, and it was okay. like really hard to find, and it was really important and really powerful and everything. Very do, tough to get. Do you know what it was called? And I'm just, tough to get. Uh, that's almost as good unobtainium nice that's great which apparently <coughs> wait there was it, a paraplegic in, in this in james cameron's defense apparently unobtainium is like a MacGuffin like name that has existed in as like a trope before this movie but still a lot uh, of billion uh, dollar movie a lot of people like, have made fun of it anyways. yeah did okay so w- wait a second there's a paraplegic in this? No, Sam Worthington is not in a wheelchair. Well, it just says he is at the it says a paraplegic marine. Yeah, Captain Jake Sully. Dispatched to the moon Pandora. <laughs> I'm on the IMDb page, obviously. Of course. As I need we to always go to the do. message board, but <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, this is good. This is obviously a guy that maybe uh that maybe uh just uh is in my is in my realm here. He hasn't seen it? Uh, he just says the title of the post is, uh, this is April 15th, 2016. So this is literally a week ago. Well, title, it, it, it's in the news again because they announced right. the sequels. Title, never saw it, never planned to. <laughs> Come on, large blue smurfs, be serious. A CGI crap fest. Why did he search out the... I, I, just as an added bonus, this is, this is sorry, this is Builders ENT, Builders Ent. And his signature, this is in every post he posts, Doctor Who is to entertainment what Special Olympics is to athleticism. So thanks uh, for coming out, Builder's End. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, literally what it says. Uh, so we don't have a lot in common because I would never say anything like that. You, yeah. just, you just said that though. I know, but I didn't see. Oh, you're I, quoting it. But I didn't yeah. see till the end part. About so. what a trash person he was. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I didn't see that part. He seemed pretty great until the end. Yeah, I agreed with most of it. Uh, and then <laughs> yeah, he doesn't just... like Avatar. He doesn't like Doctor Who. That was that's kind of cool. Yeah, he probably makes the Tim Allen noise all the time. <laughs> you mean that one? Yes. It's gonna be the over under on the number of times I say it. Well, speaking of, or, like, uh, do you say that? I don't know. Wow, someone just posted like a whole essay. This is amazing. Someone posted this gigantic essay under the title, Why People Don't Like This Film. This is Eternal Axiom posts this, and this is April 1st, 2016. And it's liter- like it's got to be, I'd say, 700 words. I do just want to say that uh, gigantic essay was the name of my Mexican best friend growing up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. 
So they wrote this big thing. <laughs> and uh, the first comment is, shut up, liberal. <laughs> uh, speaking of reviews of Avatar, though. Yes. We can take a peek at... Uh, at our reviews. We could. I guess we could, yeah. Yeah, because there's a few ways people can help the program. They can head online, of course, uh, to the iTunes store and leave us a five-star review there. And uh, we always appreciate that, of course. It helps with the algorithms, keeps us high on the lists. And I will say, we were charting for most of last week in the wake of that uh, Kyle Wellwood episode. Got as high as, I think... Maybe even number 42 on the charts. Not bad. Uh, so thank you to people who checked out the show. Hopefully you stuck around for this one. And oh, what an episode it's been so far. <laughs> uh, leave your comments. Listen, you say this every time, but this is what the people want. I know. In the iTunes store. And we will read them in a segment that we call Review Review. Two very enthusiastic, enthusiastic thumbs, thumbs up. up. Yeah. Yeah. Five stars? Yeah. This is awesome! The worst episode ever! <laughs> this week's review does not actually come to us from the iTunes store. Uh, it comes to us from a real human interaction that I had face to face with one of my coworkers. Uh, you have human interactions? Uh, sometimes. Wow. Yeah, I know. You're ahead of me. Doesn't seem like it. But uh, Greg Pratt. <laughs> didn't write into the show. Any he, relation to David Pratt? He told me. I don't think so. I don't I know. Any relation to Greg Proops? Uh, yes, that's how relations work. Any relation to <laughs> Greg Gregerson? <laughs> I don't know who that is. What about is. Uh, Greg Pratt? Uh, he is related to him. He is him, in fact. What no, about- I mean, I'm assuming there's at least, if I had to guess... Like worldwide, there's probably a another lot like of fifty Greg Pratts out yeah. there. What about what if he's a Greg with two G's? Is he a Greg? Is Pratt with uh, two T's? Of course, you gotta go two G's for the Greg then. <laughs> what about Craig Kilborn? Uh, just because the first names are sound alike? Yes. Uh, no, probably not related. No. I mean, I don't know the details of his family tree. What about uh, Charlemagne? Um, Charlemagne? Charlemagne. <laughs> oh, man. Is that a different person than Charlemagne? Yeah, it was like an old English superhero. Oh, okay. <laughs> gotcha. Oh, Charlemagne. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I gotcha. I, I'm not Greg sure. Greg Pratt. Any relation to Justin Morissette? No. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, works, like, it's a work we work together, so we have a relationship, work but right. that's not re- being related. Ooh, a relationship? Yeah. Does Carrie know? <laughs> Breakup Breakdown, ah. episode 43. Uh, Greg- I've been eating a lot of jelly beans. I'm not going to lie. I'm getting pretty <laughs> hyped up right now. What's this guy's name again? Greg Pratt. And he said to the show, he said... Babe Pratt? <laughs> famous baseball player, Babe Pratt? He said, y'all are just a bunch of fucking goofs, aren't you? That was what he said about the show. Sorry, Babe Pratt was a hockey player. My apologies. Uh, His first name was Walter. You're thinking of Babe Ruth. (laughs) I was thinking of Babe Ruth. Do you think he's related to Babe Didrikson Zaharias? I was going to say, what about the chocolate bar? Baby Ruth. Baby Ruth. It has to be related. Well, I thought it was, I don't know if it was named after him. There was another, there was something about. I thought it was named after Ruth Bader Ginsburg. No, it was like a president's daughter or something. I'm going to look this up right now. Baby Ruth chocolate Mm. bar. I thought it was always RBG. Wikipedia. But yes, Greg said, I finally listened to a real good show. Y'all are just a bunch of fucking Yeah, you goofs. said that already. Etymology. Etymology. And, and we're proving him right. 
the long although listen, on. although the, although the name the Baby Ruth chocolate bars suck. By the way, yeah, they're time. horrible. It's just nuts around nuts. Yeah, basically. although the but name like, of the candy bar sounds like the name of the famous baseball player Babe Ruth. The Curtis Candy Company traditionally claimed that it was named after President Grover Cleveland's daughter, Ruth Cleveland. Well, better there name than Baby Grover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I kind of like Payday, though, and that's just like nuts. Ugh, payday. I that's like Payday as like a concept. That's like, nothing as if but like yeah, salt like and when caramel get, and When I get paid. Yeah. Not the bar. The well, bar's the, pretty good. You the probably, probably like Bounty as well. Though. Every time I get... No, I don't, I don't like Bounty Do you like eat more? It's coconut. Ugh. Do you like eat more? Eat more is not bad. Uh, no, not Eat more really. is not bad. Eat more is not bad if you're a psychopath. Yeah, it's really well, disgusting. Maybe I am. I like ch- I like coconut. When we got you like that. bounty? Yeah, I'll have a bounty. It's not like my. I would never choose it, but I'll eat it if it's there. If it's in like a candy, you bowl. know what? Uh, the best. Okay, but I would never pick it. Like it's, if bounty's your first choice. Every time I go to the states, I load up on paydays because you can't fucking get them up here. But that's a dumb bar to load. Like there's so many better bars down there to load up on. Yeah, like, like uh, what? Like Reese, uh, what's the... Oh, they have the big Reese bars, don't they? Yeah, but no, it's not that one. It's the, um, fuck, it's called like Scrum Trelesson or something. That's not right, but it's like, uh, fuck. Nutrageous. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That sounds right. It's like Butterfinger, but with like Reese. Oh, fuck. I like the Three Musketeers. Can you get those mm. in Canada? I think you can. Yeah, yeah. It is a Canadian bar. Yeah. Is you it? can't get it in the States. I like oh, the chocolate bar and I like, like the, the musketeer. It's like the ketchup of chocolate yeah, bars. Yeah, Milky Way is the United States equivalent of oh, yeah. three musketeers. That's right. That's right. Three musketeers is better, though. It is yeah. better. It's um, fluffier. It is. Yeah. The, the nougat. But you can get dark Milky Way, Ooh. which you can't okay, get. That sounds that's, pretty it's good. It's nice. Yeah. And in France, it's called D'Artagnan. <laughs> <laughs> they were all French. <laughs> All right, that's it's, true. It's just called but the, they all, the Musketeer the, Trois. But he's the fourth one, though, right? Yeah, he's, he's the fourth one. It's, yeah, yeah, but yeah. they're all French. But technically, there's four well, guys. But they, but they have Greek names. It's like Portos, Athos, and uh, Aramis. Yeah. Yeah, I but they're, they're still French. Yeah, but you know, you wouldn't call the bar that in America. But in France, you probably probably still wouldn't. Call but it maybe D'Artagnan? You would. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's uh, not the right word. Yeah, you'd call it uh, Les Trois Musketeers. Yeah, that's what I said. You know who wrote the Three Musketeers? Dumbass. Alexander, Alexander Dumbass. Yeah, it's the Dumbass Bar. That's what they call it in France. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is what they <laughs> call Have it. Have you tried the Kinder Bueno? <laughs> that shit is delicious. It is. I wish they were bigger because it's it's really yeah. small. You know, uh, hey, Kinder, guess what? Guess what I don't like about your bar? The size. It's no bueno. Well, no, it is it's bueno, but yeah, I got the names right. Athos, Aramis, and Porthos. God, it's almost like I'm an English teacher, guys. Yeah, well, the thing about the bueno is you think it's going to be bigger than it is, and every time you open up the package, it's like, kinder surprise, it's so small. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's that, not was, your, that was the joke, eh? It's not, it's not your A-game tonight. It's I've not up, your A-game. I've been up since 6 a.m. this so morning. So have I. It's what, almost I 11. Me too, actually. Yeah, yeah. We all yeah. have been, so welcome been to the club. Day. All right. It's I know you normally, one of those episodes. I know you normally sleep in till one, but the, re- <laughs> the but people who have regular lives, I don't sleep till one every day. <laughs> 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 Maybe on Sunday. <laughs> have you guys tried uh, the mint chocolate arrow? I love that. It's That's easily one. my favorite arrow. Yeah. Yeah. I liked the com- the bubbles co- old commercial <laughs> where the chick was like, I think we've talked about this on the show before. Have we? Yeah, I mean, it's 43 Our favorite chocolate bars? Speaking of that, I went back and listened to episode one, and um, don't do that. <laughs> well, yeah, one of, my, one of my coworkers. I uh, wouldn't do it. It's not great. One of my coworkers, Mark, great guy. Uh, he, Wait, okay, is he related to Mark McGuire? Uh, he might be. I'll yeah. ask him. 
he'll he'll tell me after he listens to yeah, this. Please. Sure. Uh, he's he's been listening to the show. I think probably since the uh, the Jeb Lund episode when we okay. heard the first Sea Geek episode, and he, and he told me he's like, yeah, you know, I went back and uh, listened to the first episode, uh, and I'm gonna stick with the new ones. <laughs> <laughs> That's an honest review. Yeah, so. I would say if you're going back and listening, maybe start with episode three or four, Pan- Panamania Running yeah, Wild. Yeah, four is a good one. Is that yeah. pa- that's, Panamania that's Panamania Running Wild. I've been telling people... I would start with four. If if you have to go back, just yeah. skip the first three. I've been Six telling people... our first dive into the IMD message board. Like, well, yeah, oh, yeah, the that best was, dive. I think yeah, it was the best dive. That was the best dive. I've been telling people, start listening uh, with, the, with the first Seat Geek episode because that's kind of when... Uh, it's like a new era. For True. a real good show, you know, it's like we got sponsorship, free seat you can put, and then it also allows them to catch up faster. It yeah. went to our head, yeah. Sponsorship. Should we talk yeah. about sports? Uh, we could do that. Sure. Uh, we also have to thank a Patreon donor. Oh, oh we do. Yes, yes, let's yeah. do that. Because there's another way people can help the show uh, other than just telling me that we're fucking goofs <laughs> in my real life. Uh, yeah, way to go, Mark Pratt. <laughs> Greg Pratt. You can also. <laughs> Uh, you can also <laughs> support the show if you feel like doing that. After this one, I don't know why you would, but uh, we're happy that you do. You really made last week's episode with Kyle Wellwood possible by uh, helping us do a little bit of a technical upgrade. Yeah. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, and this week we thank Reese Dooley. So Reese Dooley, our hat is off to you. Uh, thank you, Reese. Thank you, Reese. Do you think any relation to Jonathan Reese Myers? Uh, Great actor. Great actor. He, you Reece know what I noticed? Julie, that's offside. He, no, that's Reese Jessup. Oh right, Jonathan well, Reese Myers go to hell. plays like big guys in movies, and he also plays very small guys. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the magic of film. I, I will say, I enjoyed his performance in Match Point with Scarlett Johansson. Delightful film. He may be related to Paul Dooley. Who's that? He was in Slapshot. Okay, he's a very old character actor. I think he's dead now. Oh, that's uh, Greg Pratt's great uncle. <laughs> it's Mark Pratt. I thought it was... He's still alive, actually. He's 88 years old. Wow, good for him. Nice. So, Reese Dooley, thank Paul you. Paul Dooley, I know you're listening how, out there. How much did he donate? I'm not sure. Well... Enough to get mentioned on the program. Fair okay. enough. Thank you, Which I think Reece. is like a dollar. Yeah, it is a dollar, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sure is. Speaking, for speaking of 88 years old, we could do our... Uh, I thought this was a good segue. That's a maybe great I'm, Maybe segue. I'm kind of overstepping that's my boundaries perfect, No, here. that's a perfect it really segue. Is. Yeah. It really is. Speaking of 88 years old... I kind of fucked up the segue. You guys can do it if you want. Los Angeles Dodgers announcer Vin Scully is also 88 years old. And okay. he is currently in his final season as the play-by-play voice of the LA Dodgers. And uh, he's, of course, an old man with plenty of stories to tell. Some of them are his own. Some of them he's acquired from speaking with players before the games begin. And he is old. <clears throat> and He's old as fit. One of the great Damn. things about baseball... <laughs> is how much time there is to fill. <laughs> that was a big one. <laughs> that was like a belch. <laughs> it was because like, I started from back behind the microphone and I just went into it. <laughs> great, great form. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So my favorite part of this clip, my favorite part of this clip is the way Vin Scully begins to tell this story about Madison Bumgarner and doesn't let it uh, d- distract him. Bumgarner, more like... Bumgarner, am I right? <laughs> Isn't that what I said? John's all hepped up on like soda. He's drinking soda. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just the joke because he already has a funny last name. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Welcome to the joke explainer segment here on Real Good Show. Uh, he, he does not let the story detract, distract him from uh, the play itself, which occasionally cuts in yeah. to his storytelling. Oh, that's easily the best part, and we for sure. hear that now in our clip of the week. You know, Bumgarner tells a story which, in a sense, reminds you of what it takes to be a big league ball player. It's two years ago in spring training, and he and his wife were roping cattle, which is what they do. One one pit, sinker low, ball two, two and one. And they were startled by a large snake. And Madison thought it was a rattlesnake, so he grabbed an axe and he hacked the snake to pieces. But there's something more to the story. Two one pitch, low, ball three, three and one. When his wife Allie and an expert field dresser examined what was left of the snake, she found two baby jackrabbits inside pieces of the snake and extracted them. 3 1 pitch to Turner, way inside, ball four. And after she extracted them a short while later, the Bumgarners noticed that one of the rabbits had moved slightly. It was alive. Well, his wife brought the rabbit back to their apartment. For the next few days, they kept it warm, bottle nursed it, and the rabbit soon was healthy enough that they released it into the wild. And Madison said, just think about how tough that rabbit was. First, it gets eaten by a snake. Then the snake gets chopped to pieces. Then it gets picked up by people and lives. It's all true. Meanwhile, line drive base hit to center <laughs> by Hendrick. And the Dodgers are in business, first and second, and nobody out. So I guess really the morale of the whole story about the rabbit and the snake, you've got to somehow survive. You've got to somehow battle back. A lesson well taught for all of us. <laughs> That's the clip of the week. He's so soothing. <laughs> like it's, he's oh, like it's a beautiful. human white noise machine. Yeah. Yeah, and you can tell that he's, he's interesting, but I mean, like he's definitely in his, in his final season now because even over like what he sounded like last year, his like jowls are just full of spit. <laughs> you can hear it in his voice now, like just cheeks full of spit at all times. So he's been their announcer since like the fifties. Uh, yeah. since he was like twenty. Yeah, he was really I young. Yeah, yeah, since the fifties. Yeah, it's been a long time. Jesus. Yeah, I think it was. I was reading an article about him today, and yeah, I think it was like nineteen fifty-three or something like that. Vince Scully is like one of the four only good things about sports. Yeah, I think he's great. Yeah, I do. Uh, I do like love objectively how good. He tells this like completely like. Mun- it's not a mundane story, but it's not fantastical in any way. And he has to stop and pause to be like, it's all true. <laughs> yeah. Someone out there is like, this is bullshit. <laughs> There's no way even a single one of them survived being in that snake. <laughs> being hacked up. How did they not get stabbed by the fucking hatchet? Uh, but, yeah, that was good shit. But it's all true. <clears throat> Vin seems like the type of guy that would... Be like, like I would love to hear him have sex and call a baseball game. Like <laughs> he could do it. Yeah. Inside two and one. <laughs> well, that was that was sex as well. Yeah, no, I know. That's what I'm saying. That was like, the joke. Just, Inside two and one. That yeah. was the joke. Also, yeah, both. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought I thought it was like a. He's yeah, he's inside. Yeah, it was. Two but and he also two said, and one. Oh, it's a little. Oh, well, Ben, come on now. He's obviously a, yeah. a swinger. He sounds yeah. kind of bored with the game though. Also. No, I think he loves it, I think. Because they've, like, 
he he said like he respects the game too much to be he's like i'm just a dodgers guy because they offered him like slots on calling national games and stuff and he's like i don't want any of that but like you can hear like the difference in his voice as he's telling the snake story versus when he has to like announce the the pitch count. Well, I think I don't thing think to keep in mind he's 88 years old. He like old. switches yeah. from being all like and and they cut the snake open and then and there was there was animals inside it. One and two. And then the animals <laughs> <laughs> It's kind of like when French announcers change their inflection while they're calling the game to say like an English name. Yeah. And it'll be like Alejandro dans la corner, le baton et le player at the Suban. And you're like, what the fuck? Where did that come from? Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't say bored. Maybe tired. Yes. Maybe he's just tired. He's and it's a lot of games old. in a row. Like yeah. they probably have like a 12 game homestand this year where he's just gonna work 12 days in a row. Well, how many games? How many games has he called in his in his entire career? I, I want to oh, find man. out like, the number. It's got to well, be. Well, if you think of it's like 80, it's 81 games regular season a year. 162. Well, doesn't he? He doesn't go on the yeah, road. He doesn't go he on the road. No, he doesn't go on the oh, road. Okay, yeah. He, yeah but he sense. must have gone on the road at some point. Did he never go on the road? I don't know. Yeah, well, he, when he was younger, I'm sure he did. Yeah. So I don't know. It's called a shitload Because I don't think they... Baseball announcers, I feel like, don't go on the road, maybe? I don't know. Well, no, yeah, well, I guess they, they do. They, yeah, yeah, I guess they do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't, okay. Yeah, maybe he did go on the road then. I don't know. I don't feel like he does now. No, because he's 88 years old. Yeah, yeah. It would be insane to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, I guess he probably would have at some point. But you got to think at this point, he's like just going down to the dressing room, like on game days and being like, uh, so, fellas, uh, anything interesting happened in your lives lately? Uh, Why does he have a list in good, your impression? Any good stories I can tell <laughs> on the air? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and Bumgarner was like, oh, I fucking hacked up a snake the other day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My wife's a uh, field dress or whatever he called her. <laughs> um. Not much else going on in baseball right now, though. It's, it's a little early in like, the season. Yeah, 20 games into the regular season. Well, Cole Bello yeah. just got suspended for 80 games. Yeah, good for him. For, he was playing like shit anyway. For PEDs. Yeah. Peds. Though he doesn't know what he was taking. He well, he's t- he was caught with an oral steroid. It's pretty tough to be like, well, I don't know how that got in my body. He, His he, mouth, I'm guessing. He turned over like 80 different bottles of supplements that he'd been taking and was like, I, I don't know. I have no idea. And he, and he, he took it on purpose. There's no, like, that type of steroid you almost can't take by accident. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. There were just a lot of... What like, if you took it as, like, a joke? We <laughs> 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 did, like, a Tim Allen soundboard. On a, yeah. Uh, <laughs> totally on a dare at a party. He's just yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to take it. <laughs> 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 this would ruin my career. <laughs> Watch me pop it in my mouth. <laughs> Guys, I'm on steroids. <laughs> I'm jacked. <laughs> Bring me that 400-pound weight, guys. <laughs> He's trying to, like, lift the keg. <laughs> I really hope that's what happened. That would be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Joke like steroids. He, he put it in his mouth as a goof, and he meant to spit it out. But <laughs> he just got startled or something. <laughs> Scared by a rattlesnake? <laughs> yeah. 
Maybe. Partying at Madison Bumgarner's ranch. (laughs) Uh, But that's probably enough for the baseball news, I feel like. I think so. Yeah. We could do another quip thing, because I feel this is our most successful recent segment. Yes. Yes, it's our only recent segment, so by definition. Well, we got two recent segments. Yeah, we had male Justin Anthrax. Oh, yeah, that's a great segment. <laughs> yeah. You're right. It's pretty impressive that this segment is rated above that one. And there's another segment that's coming up when we talk about uh, who we're going to get. That's rid true. Of. Yeah, that's a great segment. Uh, also. Male Justin Snuff photos. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that either. Please don't. He put his web s- his address on the website. So uh-huh. realistically, you can do whatever you want. I'm going to dox Justin right now. Somebody wanted to send me something. And, like, if they wanted to put the effort into using mail, it'd probably be pretty nice. They'd probably put some thought that into That is... It. Uh, well, you have to put a lot of thought in if you're mailing anthrax to someone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that takes some thought, too. You just go down to the dollar store and buy some anthrax. <laughs> yeah, and you, you're... Very un- thoughtless fucking casual <laughs> mailing of anthrax. <laughs> you're also underrating, like, obsessed fans who are like, I love Justin so much, I want to kill him. That's true. I don't have any of those, though, I don't think. You don't, uh, know. You, you don't know until you I'm, die. Uh, yeah, that's true. I feel like of the three of us, I'm the least likely to have one of those. Yeah, but how ironic <laughs> would it be if, like, Stefan and I have the most fans, at least in this scenario? I don't think whatever. You mean but reality? Have, you mean this scenario whatever. called life? If we had the most fans, <laughs> but then you had, like, the crazy obsessed stalker fan that sends you, like, yeah, like, snuff photos and stuff. It's like a rabbit's foot. Yeah. What's that movie with, uh, is it Glenn Close? Fatal Attraction? Doesn't she kill the rabbit? Sure, I have no idea. I don't yeah. watch Boils movies. It. Yeah. 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 I think so. You could have like a Fatal Attraction fan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Can't wait. Boiled yeah. rabbit's foot. Uh, it's what's for dinner. <laughs> Sprinkle a little anthrax on that there bad you boy. Go. But of course, uh, we are... Anthrax a- and rabbit's foot. <laughs> we are a Canadian podcast catering to uh, a largely American fan base i i would suspect yeah, uh well who well, knows maybe half i don't know god i i don't know we don't, we don't i have, have no idea who listens to this stuff. fucking thing but we want canadian government grant money yes, yes. look it up we uh, justin trudeau give us that paper if if you work for the liberal government don't listen to the anthrax parts that i just talked about no but listen to this part coming up Yes. We're talking about the punk band, where, Anthrax. Where we present Canadian culture to the world at large in a segment that we call... Loonies. Toonies. And Clipperoonies. This week's clip comes to us uh, not from Canada. Yeah, this is from the States. But, but from it's a, about Canada. From a city that might soon have a, a greater Canadian influence should NHL expansion come to fruition. Because we're talking about putting a National Hockey League team... In Sin City, baby. That's right. Las Vegas. And it's finally time that they had themselves a pro team. Uh, So we could have more moments like this, where Canadian teams come to town and uh, have their anthems sung. And for those of you in the United States who've never heard the Canadian National Anthem, well, you are in luck. Because, uh, here we go. It's the Canadian National Anthem at a CFL game in Las Vegas. Oh, Canada, our home and native land. <laughs> we got the two first two right. True patriot love, in all thy sons command. With growing hearts, growing. we yeah. see thee rise. The true and strong and free (laughs) 
From far and wide, <laughs> oh Canada, we stand on guard for thee. <laughs> From far and wide, oh Canada. Now it's just oh Christmas we tree. We stand on guard for thee. God keep our land glorious and free. Oh Canada. We stand on guard for thee. The Canadian National Anthem as sung by Greg Bartholomew. Yeah, a legendary um, recording artist. And uncle of Greg Pratt. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, my favorite part of this is obviously the listeners you can't see, but he is so proud of himself when he finishes it. Like he is determined that he has just absolutely nailed it. What you also can't see is that he's standing in front of a music stand that has sheet music on it. So he's looking at the music itself, but uh, clearly uh, a lounge singer in Las Vegas uh, cannot read sheet yeah, music. Yeah, if you've never if you've and, never heard the Canadian and, National and doesn't anthem, doesn't need to because. He nailed it. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess. What, I mean, te- what teams were playing? Uh, it would be the Las Vegas Posse against... The Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Nice. Against the Baltimore CFLers. <laughs> uh, I don't even fun... remember what the Baltimore team was called. Well, it was the Colts, but then there was a season where they were legitimately called the Baltimore CFLers because the owners of the Colts' trademark sued the team. And so that was legitimately the name of their team. They were the Baltimore <laughs> CFLers. <laughs> you didn't know that? That's a great, yeah. Uh, I can read the Wiki- the Wikipedia entry for it is so funny. It's a it's like, great moment in Canadian sports yeah, history. Uh, just like that. But yeah, that was basically, so yeah, about halfway through the anthem, it devolves into Oh Christmas Tree. So just imagine me singing the American National Anthem to the tune of Jingle Bells. Like it just wouldn't be like... It's just horrible, like... Well, I mean, there's been some classic renditions of the American National Anthem. Roseanne. That's true, yeah. But, like, I don't feel... Did they? Did she, like, really screw up the cadence of it? Like, I know she sung it horribly, but I thought... And she grabbed oh, sorry, they were the Baltimore too. Stallions after the Colts. Yeah. But originally, they were the Colts. Uh, okay, here we go. Let me find the name here. History. <laughs> yeah, the, the, like, just the the... The lead up of it is so funny. Okay, so uh, blah, blah, Spiros was granted. Washington Redskins former assistant Jim Spiros is granted, blah, blah, blah. He adopted a color scheme that added silver to the Baltimore Colts traditional traditional colors of blue and white, as well as a stylized horse's head logo. He also invited the old Baltimore Colts marching band, which had stayed together along with the old team's uniformed cheerleaders for over a decade to play at his games and recruited the remaining Baltimore Colts football fan clubs to follow and support the new CFL franchise. He initially called the team the Baltimore CFL Colts. However, the NFL went to court and successfully obtained a legal injunction against the franchise's use of any version of Colts in their names just hours before the team was to play its first game. (laughs) 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 Spiros 
not only had to discard tons of purchased merchandise and souvenirs along with an advertising campaign, but also had to quickly change the franchise's official name to the Baltimore Football Club, which some just called the Baltimore CFLs. Local fans tended to continue referring to the team as the Baltimore Colts anyway, and the team officials tacitly encouraged this. For example, for most of the 1994 season, Memorial Stadium's PA announcer Jack Taylor would announce the team as your Baltimore CFL, followed by a pause, during which time the crowd shouted, Colts, after which he would conclude, football team. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, great part of uh, Canadian Football League history. And Canadian history. It's <clears throat> part of our heritage. Another heritage moment here on Real Good Show. It is indeed, yes. Uh, and I don't want to play this clip, but I just want you to know that uh, when I started to look up Roseanne Barr National Anthem on YouTube, the autofill was Roseanne Barr National Anthem, and then the second autofill was Roseanne Barr National Anthem Apology. <laughs> 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 that's well you know because uh, she did the full on crotch fair. grab too it's yeah. pretty badass oh yeah she yeah. was just it was something else that whole performance yeah yeah but uh it's playoff time boys and we can talk about that now nba playoffs of course <laughs> where uh, a few weeks ago on the show we talked about how it felt like the nba playoffs were going to be a foregone conclusion because steph curry was just too good and i feel like the sporting gods heard our cries and were like Let's see how you like this one, fellas. Eh, eh? It's like uh, Colabello's party trick. <laughs> and took you know, it would be funny if I sprained my MCL. <laughs> took Steph Curry out of action for uh, the next two weeks. So uh, it's looking at least, at least. You know who I feel bad for uh, is Blackhawks fans because Chicago's out and now Steph Curry's hurt. And like, it's a really tough there, time. There, there. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough time for all those little piss babies out there. <laughs> You, yeah. get the, you get the joke. Uh, not really, no. Well, just because they're, they're all bandwagon fans. fans. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. And Tom Brady got suspended. So yeah. it's been a really it's tough rough. day for casual yeah. sports, bro. Yeah. Peyton Manning died. <laughs> and like a, a soccer team that they've never heard of is going to win the premiership. So No, they're, they've been lifelong Leicester fans. Oh, really? Yeah. They're upset that Jamie Vardy uh, suspended for the game against Manchester United. <laughs> yeah, <so. laughs> they're very mad about that. Yeah. And All that right. goes out to John, who said uh, on the Real Good Show Twitter account that I don't follow club football. Well, I didn't think that you really did. Well, I... I Look that up. Dude plays, <laughs> dude plays FIFA like every single day. I do. So, of course, yeah. you know something. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say you follow it. Not like religiously. Yeah, it wasn't meant to be a slight on I you. Like, I don't follow it either. No. I follow MLS, yeah, but yeah. I don't follow yeah. Euro. I used to, but not as much anymore. Regardless, the Warriors are still going to win their matchup against the Rockets in the first round. They're up 3-1. But, uh, or are they? <laughs> well, the Rockets are terrible. So, uh, Or are they? <laughs> are the Rockets related to Rahib Rocket Ishmael? Uh, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. This is our new point counterpoint segment. So <laughs> give me another point. Uh, you know they're they're just they're not a good team. Mm, and I disagree. Even in the absence of Steph Curry, nah, uh, he's actually he's playing. They're not coming back. <laughs> That's your counterpoint. Yeah, he's, it's just opposites. He's playing. He's All playing. kinds of injuries in the LA Clippers series, also. But you guys don't really want to talk about. The well, NBA I saw class, Chris Paul broke his hand. Yeah. Or did he? <laughs> I saw Blake Griffin hurt his knee. <laughs> Or was it his penis? <laughs> or was it his fist punching out a trainer again? Uh, did he, did he, he did it again? No. 
You just assaulted a trainer again? Are we breaking the news a, right that guy's now? That's got a problem. Uh, it's always punching trainers. Did he use Chris Paul's hand to punch yes, a trainer? He did. He was demonstrating the proper trainer punching technique, and as he was like guiding his fist into the guy's face, Paul broke his fist. It's very unfortunate. What does this guy have against trainers? Uh, I don't know. Say, what did Ed Belfort have against trainers? That's a great story. Yeah. Uh, let's play that clip again. <laughs> Justin, play the clip. Roll it. And uh, Belfort <laughs> was uh, playing on the team, and uh, there was a guy on the bench. He was like an acupuncturist or something. I don't know <laughs> what his job was, but he was sitting on the bench. You sound like Martin be... Freeman in Fargo. <laughs> supposed to be watching. Lester Nygaard right here. Um, I don't know any of those things you just said. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the NHL, though. Okay. Chicago lost. LA lost. San Jose. Life is good. San Jose, San Jose. As of right now, Nashville, my team, is not eliminated yet. Yeah, impressive. The Washington Capitals. Yeah, you chose fucking Washington. Of course, they're still. still Oh, President's Trophy champions. But the official team of Real Good Show, the Florida Panthers, was of course eliminated. Very thanks a lot, John Tavares. The Real Good Show curse. Yeah, yeah, Uh, it's real. Yeah, (laughs) The, the the RGS bump is real, and so is the RGS slump. It's almost like whenever we talk about something, good things and bad things might happen to it. A lot of times, I think what it is is we're talking about stuff that's in the news, and then that thing continues to be in the news. This is true. And then, you know, you guys hear about that crazy camel that's won all the camel races? No, I have not. RGS Hump. (laughs) Well, you just talked about it now. Yeah. So technically, the. What's even the joke? Hump instead there. of bump. And yeah, yeah, but what's the RGS? How does that play into camel racing? He's the, the camel's winning because of oh, the, being on RGS. Oh, because he mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't like that at Is all. Is camel racing a thing? Uh, yeah. Probably, probably in some camel part of the world. racing. Oh, Dubai. Yeah. Camel racing robots. <laughs> There's also a board game that's about camel racing. Robot jockeys. Okay, yeah, look at this shit. Robots replace child jockeys in Dubai. Well, that's probably a good idea Perfect. that they're not using kids anymore. Well, it was gainful employment. I do like that the robot jockey is wearing a helmet. Very safe. Safety first. It looks like, Has uh, an antenna. Looks like a shitty version of RoboCop. Yeah, that's quite interesting. RoboJock? RoboJock. I yeah. like that. You guys seen that uh, RoboCop scene that was like reshot? To, uh, I think I talked about this in the show where they he, RoboCop shoots the guy's penis. Yeah. And then have you seen the... Uh, I've seen both the original and the remake. You've seen the Fatal Farm remake? The Fatal Farm remake? Or Fatal Frame? Is it Fatal Farm? Fa- That's the... Fatal uh, Farm doesn't sound right. <coughs> no, it is Fatal Farm. I knew it. It sounds like where... It- uh, that sounds like a, ha- a it is, farm no. with a slaughterhouse. Fatal Farm, they're the guys who did the uh, the remake of... You've seen it, haven't you? Haven't you? I haven't seen... I don't, the remake you always of ask me if I've seen movies and I haven't seen with them. the guy from The Killing? No, 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 no. This scene. And Gary Oldman? The the remade scene. You know the scene in Robocop where he shoots the where guy? Where he like, aims through her dress and yeah, shoots yeah. his dick off? Yeah. Of course. Have you seen the remake of that scene specifically? No, I have not. Would you guys like to see it? Sure. No. Okay. I don't want to see it. So, uh... I don't know. Legally, I don't know if we can post this on on Real Good Show, the blog, because it's like we want to be safe for work, obviously, right? But, uh, uh, do we? What happens? His dick falls off or something? <clears throat> I'll, just, I'll just fast forward a little bit here. This is the worst podcast segment of all time. No, no, but I just want to see your guys' reaction. Oh, okay. Robocop has arrived. Yeah. He pulls out his gun. Looks very much like the real thing. No, it's really well done. 
They remake everything or just the part where So they got different directors to do one scene in each uh of, of each part of Robocop. Your move, creep. <laughs> <laughs> Goes on like that for like three minutes. For the folks at home, where the scene would normally end, instead there's a bunch of other rapes going on in that parking lot, and RoboCop has to shoot all their dicks off. And it's very explicit. It's like really explicit. John looks really impressed. I remember your name though. (laughs) It's perfect. Fuck. So if you're listening to this part uh, on the podcast, rewind it. And then open up the link uh, so you can watch it with yeah, us. Yeah, link it up. Yeah. It'll be good practice for when we broadcast a game of the Stanley Cup Finals. Which we're going to do, I think. Yeah. Are we? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't People someone say we had that? What was that thing called? That app? Rabble. Rabble yeah. TV. Yeah. yeah, we'll do it on that. My, my second favorite app. Yes, All right. exactly. Behind SeatGeek. Uh, well, we... Rabble is my favorite uh, board game word ender. Scrabble. Scrabble. Thank yes. you. Wow. Oh, You're welcome. Boggle. Oh, you yeah. thought I had bad jokes this week, Jesus! You're like you're one to talk. <laughs> can you even judge jokes? I don't know. That wasn't even a joke. That was you, just a fact. Can you explain? <laughs> uh, Do the Tim Allen thing again? Oh no! Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let's get Chris in here to do a Tim Allen yeah. impression. Chris, 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 we need you in here. We need to see if you have a do. You, okay, first of all, tell us your. So welcome back to the show, Lady, Chris Adam. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Stefan's roommate, none other than Chris Adam, making his triumphant return to the hallowed grounds of Real Good Show. Okay, so first of all, tell me your favorite home improvement episode. Oh God! Well, I was just sleeping on the couch, so I'm kind of jumping in here. But uh, we'll start out with the, uh, the 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 growl, I guess the. <gasps> That's not very good, Chris. That was no better. It's just getting worse every time for me. It was no better than your guys, no. Um, My favorite episode, uh, I don't know, any one of the ones with the construction guys were always pretty good. You know, the guys would come on and, like, cook, you know, or they'd get, like, the guy would get the rivet dropped in his head, and then he'd take off his hard hat, and you'd see the silhouette of the T from the rivet, and then he'd bend over, and he'd have the big red spot on his bald head. Yeah, I like, or or like uh, like the man's kitchen, Chris. Hell yeah, those were always good too. The souped up, the souped up toilet paper dispenser. Or... Yeah, yeah. If you, well, not in the kitchen. If you had a man's kitchen, what would be in your man's kitchen? Oh well, that's, this isn't funny, but I just want like an awesome gas range and you know some <laughs> <laughs> like a good setup. Like you see what I'm cooking with right now. I'd want like something where I'd want to cook every day. You know, a big island. Where people could sit, you know, a TV that was visible so I could have the game on, entertain people, you know, I could be cooking, they could be hanging out. Have you ever seen a home improvement porn parody? I'm going to say no, but the answer is actually yes. (laughs) Actually, no. No, no, the answer is no. (laughs) But if you came across one, would that be a must click? Probably, yeah. I would say that would definitely be a must click. 
Yeah. If you'd have Heidi in there for sure, Heidi'd be like smoking hot. And Tim, you, Tim would bang her at work. The honest to god truth, the closest thing to this I've ever watched was the Who's Nailing Palin porn in like the 2008 election. Yeah. And I watched it and I thought it was really funny, but then it actually kind of turned me on and I probably watched it like a dozen times. <laughs> You just know, though, in the Home Improvement porn parody, there's a Wilson sex scene where his like torso, the, the hole, yeah. where his torso and you know like what? legs are visible, that, but his top half is not. Well, there is a I Home Improvement what, porn parody. Oh yeah, well, I think that's what Jonathan Taylor Thomas is actually doing right now. Is the Home Home Improvement porn? <laughs> it's very possible. There we uh, go. One of the funniest things was. Uh, oh, I gotta look this up. There was a rap. There's a great show. Uh, Wait, we should get, before Chris leaves, we should yeah. get him to do one more Tim Allen Grunt. Oh, okay. Well, redemption. Yeah. <laughs> Go back to sleep, Chris. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on a real good show. Um, yeah, there's a great uh, show called Rap Battles. Uh, that is uh, two comedians do like high concept rap battles against each other. Yes. And uh, the last one in Toronto, just the name of the character made me laugh so hard uh, because they they dress they dress up as. So what you do is you dr- you dress up as a as a character. It could just be anything. It could be like a real person. It could be a character. It could be an abstract thing. And so the, these two comedians did a battle: Nicole Passmore and Dan Byrne. Nicole Passmore was playing Jonathan Taylor Thomas, and Dan Byrne was playing Jonathan Taylor Thomas's Taylor Thomas Jonathan. <laughs> That's pretty amazing. And I was like, just the name alone wins that rap. Well, it's like me. a good version of uh, Geeks versus Nerds West Coast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's where it's like actually funny. You guys want to uh, watch some more of this? It was great. No, <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to put on the home improvement porn. No, this is even better. No, I don't want to no, see Robocop shoot, shoot off more today. dicks. I'm, I'm not even looking. <laughs> Did you see the guy puke on his own dick? <laughs> no. Look, I don't want to see that. It's like no. three seconds ago. Um, no. Wait, it's what? Watch. <laughs> For those of you who didn't see that, uh, there's a, he, he pukes on his own dick. <laughs> Thank you. Um, you suppose he's related to Dick Van Dyke? Dick Van Puke. Oh. This week, we bid farewell to the Florida Panthers. Mm-hmm. We bid farewell to the Detroit Red Wings. Mm-hmm. We bid farewell to the New York Rangers. We bid farewell to the Philadelphia Flyers. We bid farewell to the Minnesota Wild. And in a segment that we call the Orion Junk Removal of the Week, we bid farewell, ladies and gentlemen, to not one but two teams, the LA Kings and... The Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah. And get the fuck out. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, we got some listeners of the show who are fans of, of the Blackhawks and the Kings, and they're like authentic fans. But I think we can. it's safe to say 99% of those teams' fan bases are garbage. Uh, yeah, they're trash. That? Yeah. 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 I mean, the I- 1% listens to the show. I lived in L.A. Great. for five months, yeah. and I don't want to make any sweeping generalizations on not, Why not having even lived somewhere for a year, but I did go to some Kings games while I was down there. I went to a game between the L.A. Kings and the Detroit Red Wings, and I would say Red Wings fans outpopulated Kings fans by uh, it was like 60% but Red w- Wings But when was this, though? In March of, of 2012. In March. Okay, so they hadn't won the cup yet. No, but they were about to. But no, but no one knew it at that point. They were out of the playoffs at that point. 
Uh, they were on the cusp. They were coming. That's the definition yeah. of out of yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah I guess so. They the might cusp. have been. They might have been an eighth. But that's that's the whole idea. Is that since 2012, it's been. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. agree. But that 2012 um, cup like parade was the most depressing parade ever. Wasn't it just like a parking lot? Yeah, or something? it went like a block and a half, <laughs> and there was like 2,000 people there. <laughs> it was pretty bad. Um, but yes, uh, this segment brought to you, of course, by the fine folks at Orion Junk Removal. If you need some junk removed from your property in the Vancouver area, head on over to orionjunk.ca. John, why should you choose Orion Junk oh, Removal? Oh my goodness. Well, first of all, if you have a little piss baby in your house like Andrew Shaw and you want to get rid of him and you're like, holy shit, this is awesome. I got rid of this fuck face. Now I could get rid of also uh, noted rapist Patrick Kane, revenge porn user Garrett Ross, face slasher Duncan Keith, and wearer of terrible mustache Joel Quenville. How will I fit them all in this truck? Well, guess what? Orion Junk Removal offers you a bigger truck at lower prices, Amazing deals that they have, way better than 1-800, out of the playoffs, and uh, it's just going to be great for you. Uh, You get a a larger truck, cheaper price, and with our Real Good Show discount, up until the end of June, you get 10% off when you tell them Real Good Show sent you when when you go to their website or you call them. Yes. And so it's, a, it's a Vancouver uh, yes, company. Yes, it, it's a Vancouver company, that. and you do want to let them know that Real Good Show sent you their way because they will give you 10% off of your uh, total invoice. Oh, also, we haven't mentioned, if you're a fan of beef stew, if you ask for a flyer when Orion Junk comes to your neighborhood or comes to your house specifically to pick up junk... There is an amazing beef stew recipe on the back of the flyer. Oh, really? Yeah. This I did not know. Now, there's a beef stew recipe there's a be- on the yeah, back of the junk It removal. is uh, owner Matt Lee's uh, family beef stew recipe. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, he's just that kind of guy. He's like, here's a flyer. Even if you don't want to use me, have this excellent beef stew recipe. Yeah. So I could go for some beef stew right about now. Even Absolutely. if you don't need to get rid of some junk, you still need to eat. Exactly. Everybody we all got to eat. eat. Everybody got to eat. <laughs> And uh, we got to say goodbye to Chicago and L.A. Yeah, get the fuck out and, uh, you know, don't the, let the playoffs be- are going to be fun now. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really nice. Uh, it's really nice when you have a team of people you hate and they get eliminated. Like even like Florida being out heartbreaking as the official sh- uh, team of the show, of course. But the Islanders are pretty cool, too. But John Tavares gets yeah. to have his moment. Yep. Yeah, guys, dope. And, and those jerseys great. are probably the best in the league. Yeah. Like, it's really nice seeing them have a bit of a moment uh, right now. I like, especially Tavares, like, just being the king of that game. Like, oh, what a yeah. performance. Bossy. Yeah. Yeah, it was nice. It was real good. It was real good. <laughs> and think we're all tired enough to stop talking about sports though there's probably a bunch of sports questions in the mailbag so let's get right to it Stefan. i believe it's time to dive right in to the twitter mailbag it's ladder time it's ladder time no no it's ladder time what am i reading You've got mail. What am I reading? Next question. Stefan, anything good in the mailbag this week? No. 
<laughs> uh, no, we have a question from uh, Tom F. Hanna, friend of the show, very funny yes. guy. Hi, Tom. And he asked, do you think athletes can come harder than normal folks? Like, could LeBron shoot a hole in a tissue? <laughs> and I just want to I, I, I take a bit of uh, issue with that statement because I'm pretty sure we could shoot holes in tissues. Tissues are thin. Well, do, okay, do I have a gun? No, with your with cum. Is it two-ply? Oh. Well, I don't know because that's the thing. You kind of like unfold the tissue, right, and shoot it through like the really thin part. Yeah. Yeah, I think LeBron could fucking whack it through like a thick, what's the uh, I don't know, Kleenex, we, right? We that's saw the big, uh, We saw his peen. We did, actually. It yeah, wasn't it wasn't that, that impressive. Yeah. It was kind of gray. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> erect at the time. Well, maybe it was. I don't he know. He had an ashen <laughs> penis. <laughs> <laughs> um, Certain yeah. athletes could. Chris Colabella probably couldn't. <laughs> Unless he was daring to. <laughs> yeah, he's... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just, again, I feel like that's an athlete-specific question. Yeah, we should have asked Wellwood that when he was here last week. Yeah, that would have gone over well. Yeah, we'll have to bring him back to ask him that <laughs> Like Dustin Bufflin, I would say definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's driving a boat around the lake at night. Yeah. Fucking hammered. Exactly, but like Nathan Gerby, maybe not. You know what Have I mean? you seen Nathan Gerby's legs? Okay, yeah, maybe yeah. Nathan Gerby. I don't know. There's got to be some athletes. And he's got a low center of gravity too, right? Yeah. You know? Think about uh, those pistols that ladies carry, the little short snub-nosed ones. Oh, they carry yeah. in their purse. He's like Crickets. that. Yeah, exactly. I think that's from Men in Black. It is. Yeah. yeah. That's like a laser gun. No, it's like a small gun, and then doesn't it shoot? It shoots a laser? Well, or some sort of well, no, it's it's Men like in Black. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that they have the same size loads as everyone else. Yeah, they but we're not have, talking about size. We're talking about force. They just have more endurance. I don't think, but like, why would it be stronger? Because they're they fuck stronger. Yeah, yeah. Like realistically, like, there's no way like you fuck as blast. good as athletes. Like you don't. <laughs> there's no chance. I, I I didn't say that I did. I just don't think like they have a bigger load than me. Yeah, but that's not the question. I think the we, question is I think the we force. fuck better than like robot jockeys. Definitely, definitely better than robo jocks. Though, like, what if a robo jock had a? A robo cock? Yes. Yeah. We knew he was going to say it. I just let you I let you have it. Uh, well, like you stepped on the punchline. No, it's fine. I didn't want to say it, and I'm yeah. glad someone else did. Oh, okay. So. I see what you yeah. mean. Yeah. I'm Thanks just helping him job. out. This is a great question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he got up seven hours before he usually does today, so it's been <laughs> tough for him. Friend of the show, Kalen B. And Kalen I, B. I believe he's a donor. He, he is a potential donor to the show. Uh, how would each of the Real Good Show cast uh, trick someone new to hockey into enjoying a full game of televised hockey? In, the, in these playoffs? He just says in general. First of all, it, w- it would have to be a playoff game. That's how you get someone into hockey. Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't, it wouldn't be like game 42 of the Canucks regular season. because Ooh, they would, yeah. First of all, they'd never watch hockey again. Second of all, they'd never talk to me again. And That's right. I would find like an online stream <clears throat> of uh, the NBC Sportsnet feed. Yeah. Because for the playoffs, they've got Chris Cuthbert. Yeah, Ray exactly. Ferraro. They've got the dream team. That or the commentary. Punjabi feed, which is awesome. Those Super guys are awesome. great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be down. Just fucked up that the states gets our good commentary teams, and we're hey, stuck with. We have Greg Millen. Greg Millen <laughs> called the Blackhawks a classy bunch. Well, you know, from Greg Millen's perspective in the gutter, they probably uh, are a little bit higher up on the totem pole than he. To is. answer Kalen's question, I would put uh, a hockey game under a box and prop it up with a stick. And then they would see the hockey game and they'd get trapped. In they'd the, go to they, look. But maybe they wouldn't want that because they wouldn't pull go the rope. look. Like you'd have to have the TV in the box, but you'd have to have like a beer in front of the TV. Oh, yeah. Okay. To, like, yeah. Lure so the beer in. in the box. And, yeah. 
I like it. Yeah. DJ Laidback Luke at Peculiar Ski asks Mailbag MVP. Why don't all sports broadcasts start with a disclaimer that the game was filmed in front of a live studio audience? <laughs> and uh, to that I say the Edmonton Oilers have been offering that disclaimer before every game for the last at least five seasons. Uh, the Oilers are filmed in front of a live studio audience. Actually? Because it's a sitcom. What's going on there? Oh. oh. Yeah. That's another. That's I see what you're Okay. That's another joke that didn't land. It's Just okay. Chalk one up for old J-Mo. Well, no, technically, oh. if a plane crashes on the side of a mountain, it still lands. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's not wrong. What What sitcom would the Oilers season be? Um, that 80s show. Yeah. Or like, what was that? Uh, uh, it was like a claymation show. With uh, Eddie Murphy, I want to say. Oh, uh, oh, the PJs. The PJs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Working the in the projects. <laughs> PJs. I definitely watched a lot of that. I think I saw every episode of that. Because it was on TGIF, I think, for one season. I think it was on UPN. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, UPN. That's you know what right. it would be? It would be that John Goodman uh, animated lion comedy that <laughs> yes. cost like $700 <laughs> the million. The Siegfried and Roy one? Was it a Siegfried and Roy? It might have been. Yeah, it was like the Pride. Uh, fa- no, it was something to do with lions, and it was animated, and it cost a lot of money. I think Siegfried and Roy were, I think were attached right. to that. And no one watched it. Yeah. And it was a disaster. Step by step. Uh, Bertovo, who I mentioned before, Avatar Forums, he asked, do you think Darren Drager, TSN commentator, enjoys having sex? I can't picture him being all sweaty and coming. Don't think he'd like it. (laughs) Yeah, I I think he has kids, so he's at least done it a couple times. He seems like stern at all times. I think he probably liked Dave Nonis having sex. (laughs) Yeah, no, he's having sex and he's like, "Uh, I just spoke to former Maple Leafs (laughs) general manager Dave Nonis and he says... This sex is good. Uh, I think he would be, be more comfortable criticizing other people's sex. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, like I mean, Nazem Kadri hasn't had sex very well so far this year, but uh, the Leafs seem like they want to pay him for it. I don't know why, but... <laughs> uh, the Siegfried and Royd show was called Father of the Pride. That's the one, and it was John Goodman, right? Yes, it was. Why, why do I have this in my brain? Like, Why do I know this? Carl Reiner was also in it. It cost like a bajillion dollars. Like, I forgot John's name earlier tonight, <laughs> and I know this. Father of the Pride. I don't even think it... When, when did it come out? Uh, in like 2006? 2004. Okay, I was off back. I don't even think years. I ever heard of it. It was produced by DreamWorks Animation for television. And it, and it lasted for one year? It lasted for one episode. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> Something like that. It was that bad? Yeah. Not good. Real bad. Real bad. Uh, Dan writes in with, is it all downhill from here? After last week's episode and after the episode that we've done so far today, I'd say probably yes. It's a resounding yes. <laughs> this has been a great episode. I, I think it's been you guys are talking yeah. about. Uh, Marlon Phillips at Marlon the Man. What is the best sports documentary or 30 for 30 you guys have seen? Senna. Fab Five for me always. Is oh, 30 for th- it has to be 30 for 30? Oh, well, it could be just a documentary. It's Senna. Senna is fucking great. Senna is amazing. It is really wonderful. But if you the- want to cry, uh, the Terry Fox 30 for 30 yeah. is always a good uh, a good way to go. Or uh, Once Brothers. Which is the uh, yeah the Vladi Divots one yeah and then there's another really good one the uh, two the Escobars, Escobars that's the really one. Good. that's that one's crazy yeah. I really liked also the um, the best that never was Marcus Dupree oh like yeah, a yeah crazy good running back yeah. and then he just like never really made it of course Hoop Dreams seems like the 
the easy answer here, though. I think more like poop dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was waiting for you to say that. It's okay. Senna for me, though. Have you, have you seen Senna? No, John? I still haven't seen it yet. It's really, really well. Can good. we let's open it up to not just like a documentary, but any sports-related media whatsoever? I'm gonna go eastbound Real good show. and down. I'm gonna go with our podcast. Yeah, okay, that's I'm good. Yeah, Eastbound and Down is pretty great. Eastbound and Down is hilarious. Yeah. I was recently rewatching it, and like the very first scene in the very first episode, when it's just doing the montage of him at different teams, yeah, and just like completely fucking up, like <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, Yaya at Robo Yaya asks, "What did Roberto Luongo do to make some sort of higher power hate him?" Well, I mean, he's like. A successful, a very successful NHL goalie. So obviously the higher power doesn't hate him that much. Yeah, it's just like a monkey. It's really paw just situation. luck. It just comes down to luck. Yeah, and that's what sports. That's why sports suck. And it's heartbreaking. Yeah, and you, just, re- you really were pulling for him. You know what? He's on a good young team. I think he's got a couple more years in him. Yeah, so. I mean he's gonna play till he's forty-two, right? Yeah, forty-three even maybe. There we'll were uh, fourteen episodes of Father of the Pride. Just for the record, I'm looking at the IMDb page. Were they all broadcast though, or was that that I don't know? Yeah, probably not. Uh, you can get them on DVDs, uh, <laughs> but not Blu-ray. Oh, I don't know. I'm just looking at the message boards and trying <laughs> to get something going on here. But it's yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty great. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know. I have no context for this, but someone wrote. The best bit had to be a stoned Kate being rolled by Larry. Best line, your father and I were very, very furried about you. Good wow. God. That's apparently the, that was that's the best the, if, line. Well, it's either the best line or that person is really stupid. <laughs> so it's tough to say, but. Uh, I think we've already answered this question before, but Strong Idiot asks, what is the worst athletic scenario in which you could possibly shit yourself? Oh, we've definitely answered I think we answered this, this in like our first or second episode, but yeah. we can re- we can revisit it. No, we it. answered this, I think, during the late night broadcast episode. Oh, we, I think we did. And it's another late night episode, so we're getting it again right now. That's a good question. Yeah. yeah. I thought I said swimming. Yeah. Or def- like. you well, definitely yeah, made a reference to Excite Bike hitting a mud patch. Oh, yeah, that's bike. right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because yeah, then it would be like almost an advantage. Remember all those classic jokes we've made over the previous 42 episodes? Yeah, we're good. I, I thought of a new idea, though. What about uh, when you win the yellow jacket in the Tour de France and you've got like the, t- the two like beautiful ladies like kissing you yeah. and you're holding up flowers and like. And then you like, poo? And then you just shit yourself. Yeah. You're wearing like tight pants. You've just been biking for like 40 miles. Or when you like win um, the Masters and they're putting the green jacket on you. That'd be <laughs> you another good You shit yourself in Butler Cabin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's Butler Cabin. <laughs> That'd be another good time for it. Um, we got some good ones here. Dan Hee again. <laughs> you just like saying his name. Yeah, <laughs> it's not even. It's definitely Dan <laughs> Is the St. Louis Blues <laughs> victory? Is the St. Louis Blues victory negated by them using a Coldplay song during their celebration? Yeah, I, I noticed that. I think that. it was "Fix You." Yeah, that sort of it does take away from it. Yeah, somewhat. I mean, I, to me, I think it makes it even better in that it's even more embarrassing for Chicago. That yeah, exactly. not only did they lose, they lost to a team that played Coldplay. I'm like a downer Coldplay song yeah, exactly. afterwards, too. Like, I would love, yeah, exactly. To be just going off the ice to, like, in my place or something. Because that's a song you cry to. I don't cry to it, but, you know, the Blackhawks would. Have you cried to that song, Justin? No, never. That sounded very personal. No. I don't cry to Coldplay. 
I just cry to movies mostly. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bishnu at Bishnu B. Bishnu B. Right. Please tell us how you know Cone from some 41. Of we course. already said that on no, the episode. No, we didn't. We didn't. We said that. Well, we said we have a mutual friend that knows Cone. We said that Kyle knows Cone. We didn't say. I specifically said we won't get into how we know him. Oh, okay. Uh, we don't, our, though. Our producer, Jessica Sands, <laughs> it also works as a tour manager. There you go. Is that the job? That's right. Okay. Yeah. So she's been you on the road. You should say, with... right now, say that with like more conviction so you can edit that in. Be like, Jessica Sands works as a tour manager. Our producer, Jessica Sands, also works as a tour manager there you for go. a bunch <laughs> of bands, uh, including bands uh, whose frontmen we've had on this program. Uh, and uh, one of those bands includes Sum 41. Or no, it was Billy Talent. Yeah. And they toured with Sum 41. Yeah. And Cone was a swell guy. And Jessica has a Kyle Wellwood number 42 tattoo, and Cone was very amused by this, because he was, of course, old buddies with old Kyle Wellwood. Yes. And this is the extent of this story. This is how the sausage is yeah. made, people. It's not that interesting. Yeah, That's exactly. why I chose not to talk about it last week. It's been Cone Corner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what else are we supposed to... Yeah, it's uh, just... Uh, Doing heroin and then <laughs> with uh, Derek Wibley. <laughs> okay, well, I didn't go there with it, but that's fair. Yeah, I was banging Avril Lavigne, and Derek walked in, but he wasn't even mad because I was selling him drugs at the time. Occasional intern Aaron McKay writes in: Would getting John Taffer top Kyle Wellwood be up there? I mean, I love Kyle, but. You guys know how I feel about John Taffer. Yeah, I don't think I would have as many questions for John as no, I like, we could just let him talk. We wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We wouldn't even have to ask him any questions. Yeah, yeah. just get we could get John way. to come on here and tell us how to fix our podcast, <laughs> make it into the corporate show. <laughs> yes, <laughs> the real business show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Aaron at Bertovo once again writes oh, in with fuck. Justin. Ugh. <laughs> Sorry, I just ate a really gross jelly. Which bean. one? No oh, poop, poop flavor. No, there's no, there's not any crazy flavors in there. Oh, dark chocolate. Oh, I love those. Mm, it's kind of like... you don't expect that in a jelly. Bean, I feel that's fair. Sorry. I have had the Harry Potter ones though that taste like earwax grass and, and earwax yeah. and shit, and they taste it. It's not good. Friend of the show, Bertovo, Justin, do you miss the big Seven Eleven in Chetwind? Which no, not really. I don't. Like, a lot of people make a big deal out of that 7-Eleven in that town. Like, I think it had a Papa John's built into it at some point, but it doesn't anymore. Oh, I like Papa John's. It's just a regular fucking 7-Eleven that sells, like, fried chicken. But guess what? Like, at least 50 to, if not, like, 70% of all 7-Elevens at this point sell that kind of fried chicken. So, it's not a big fucking deal. There's nothing special okay, about it. Okay, does he have like a job where he's on the road a lot? Because when I was in Hundred Mile House, he told me I should stop at the Dairy Queen in Cash <laughs> Creek on the way home. <laughs> I feel like he has weird knowledge of, of uh, everywhere. Of everywhere, yeah. yeah Small I mean, town fast food. Jones, yeah, exactly. Yeah, the, 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 I don't know how he knows that about Chetwin. That's weird. My favorite memory of Chetwin Seven Eleven though is definitely uh, ran into the uh, owner of the local movie theater in there. I started talking to him about uh, how you cry. No at movies. No, I started talking. Sorry to him about, about the all the Kleenex I left in your theater last week. It was just uh, I got really torn up by cars too. And I was talking to him about the arcade games in his lobby. Oh, nice. And uh, that was how you got Street Fighter. Yeah, and I was like, you must have like you know a huge energy bill. Those things must be a real power suck. I tell you, and he's like, yeah, actually, we're trying to get rid of a few of them. I was like, yeah. Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition, one of the ones you're trying to get rid of? And he was like, no. 
but people have offered. It's like, yeah, how much? He's like, 1100 or so, but I didn't take it. It's like, I want to buy it. How much would you sell it to me for? He goes, hmm, for to you? Like 300 bucks. And I looked it up online. Those things are worth like five grand. So I bought that shit like on the spot. And I still have it. And it's fucking awesome. Where is it? It's in my brother's place. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, we should like play that. Yeah. Go over fun. to my brother's place and play Street yeah, Fighter 2 my, uh, What's happening? We should get my pal Ivan Decker to come over. Yeah. He is an unbelievable Street Fighter player. All right. Make a party out of it. Why not? Uh, but I think that'll do it for the mailbag. Yeah. And what an Let's eventful mailbag it was. What an eventful show it was. And it's time for us to wrap it up because it's time for everybody's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Well, it's time I could get back to my brand and recommend a book. It's been a it's been a few weeks, uh, so I just finished uh, another uh, book. This is not a novel. In this case, it was a nonfiction book called "So You've Been Publicly Shamed" by John Ronson. Uh, and it was uh, it's basically a story about uh, well, not story, but it's a series of stories uh, about people who have been uh, shamed on Twitter uh, and on the internet, and kind of like how it's destroyed their lives. And he kind of looks at like our culture as a whole and why we shame people. And uh, it was super interesting. I think it, as someone who is a very aggressive Twitter user, and I don't mean that in like I'm an aggressive person, but just that I use Twitter all the time. Um, it was very fascinating. I think it actually like made me think about, uh, doing things a little differently on Twitter and, um, yeah, just very interesting look at, at kind of like what happens to these people's lives in some cases where they get totally ruined by people on the internet. So yeah, I would totally recommend checking it out if you're a big internet fan, especially if you're a big Twitter user. Can you like give us an example of like some of the case studies? Yeah, he did. uh, The famous one that also got printed up, I think in the New Yorker or the New York Times was the Justine Sacco uh, case where she was like uh, going to Africa. Yeah. PR worker who was on a plane to Africa and tweeted out uh, about to head to Africa. Hope I don't get AIDS. Just kidding. I'm white. And it was just like a joke. And that's what John Ronson kind of talks about. He's like, it wasn't really like she was clearly trying to make a joke. Like maybe it wasn't a good joke, but she wasn't saying. Definitely wasn't a good joke. Yeah, exactly. But like, you know, whatever. And and yeah, so he just basically talked about talked to her and she was kind of the main like feature because I think that's the one tweet where like everybody knows that knows that tweet and knows that like shaming incident. Well, that was the perfect storm too. Cause she was like in on the a plane, air for yeah. like nine hours yeah. with yeah. no Wi-Fi or anything. Exactly. And when, by the time her plane landed, she was fired. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so that was the thing was like it morphed. It was like people began shaming her. Then it became this hashtag has Justine landed yet. And then like all this stuff about like what was going to happen when she landed. And so, yeah, it really gained steam because everyone could tell that, 
she was in the air and and then people started like looking up her flight and tracking her flight and shit and it was like it was pretty crazy so that's one of the ones that that's kind of one of the threads that runs through the whole book because she's very forthcoming about it as well and so he kind of like constantly refers to that case and and different things what's she up to these days she's work back working in pr for a different company all right yeah well good for her yeah she bounced out of it but it was like a it sounds like it was a pretty bad like year of her life after that happened oh no doubt yeah so yeah so yeah great book so you've been publicly shamed john ronson check it out stefan what would you like to recommend this week uh, i'm gonna go a different direction here i'm gonna go with uh some music well wow, you, uh, do, you don't recommend music that often no but uh this is a great song that i heard uh earlier this week um i don't know how i had like it came out a few years ago i don't know how i hadn't heard it until now uh it's this uh amazing band uh i think they're from the states uh, they're called Imagine Dragons, and the song is called Radioactive. And, um, I mean, give it a listen. It really it means a lot to me. I think you, you listen to lyrics, and uh, you understand what it's like just, uh, you know, radioactive, right? It's about being, it's like standing out uh, in the crowd, but not necessarily in a good way, right? Because radioactivity is, uh, it's deadly. deadly. Yeah, it's deadly. Yeah. Look at Mary Curie, right? Yeah. She's dead now, isn't she? Yeah, I think yeah. So. Oh, yeah, she's been dead for some yeah. time. Yeah, I mean, yeah. she would have died from natural causes by now, but she died from um, Radi- being radioactive. radioactive. She drank, like... Radioactivity. Yeah, yeah she, she drank, drank plutonium it. or something. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's how uh, she died. I think that's what the song is about. It really touched me, and uh, Justin, uh, if you don't mind, I sent you a link. Um, is that why it speaks to you? Because you feel like you are radioactive in your I mean, life, sometimes too? just, like, you know, society, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 you know, you know, society. Just, just, yeah. So we will uh, just listen to that right now. This is uh, Imagine Dragons Radioactive. Hey, Macklemore, can we go thrift shopping? What? 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 Okay, wait. What? 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 Didn't they? They said it was Macklemore in the beginning. Yeah, Radioactive. Imagine Dragons. Hey, imagine more is what he said. Hey, imagine more. Can we so he said imagine more no. dragons? No, he said Macklemore. Let's go thrift shopping. It's, about, it's radioactive. Now that I've heard the lot, this is Macklemore thrift shop. This isn't even the same genre as Imagine Dragons. This is this radioactive. Is- oh, oh, oh. Oh, no, this is rap. Oh, this is like rap music. This is hip hop music. This is not. Imagine Dragons is like rock music. Like, yeah. This isn't even the same genre. This rocks. Like, I get it in the other weeks. You're like, oh, you know, like it was kind of close to like what radioactive is, but like this is not even close. It's not the same genre. This is Macklemore. Are you, are you listening to the lyrics? Yeah. I'm just, just talking about... The chorus is coming up soon. It's talking about buying stuff at a thrift shop. I but wish they would imagine less. See? Radioactive. He just said it. No, he didn't say it. Radioactive. He just said it again. No, he didn't. The chorus is coming up yeah. right now. He says radioactive a lot in the chorus. Oh. This isn't the chorus. Still. Magic Dragons, Radioactive. No, this is Macklemore Thrift Shop. I don't know what you're talking about. I know exactly what I'm talking about because that's the song that it is. Hold on, hold on. Oh, 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 radio. He wants to buy stuff at the thrift store. Radioactive. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, well, just speak and stop listening to it now. Oh, oh, radio, radio, radio. 
radioactive. Okay, you guys understand that just because you sing the word radioactive over top of another song so people can't hear it doesn't make it that song, right? Like, you get that. I, uh, that was Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. But it was Thrift Shop by It was Radioactive by Imagine Dragons. And it's a great song. Well, it, it, it's different things to different people. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Stefan, I'm just thrilled that you could discover that this week. Uh, but I have a musical recommendation also. Uh, because I saw a pretty good concert last week. Which, John, I wish you could have been there for. Yeah. We would have been old curmudgeons together That's complaining true. Yeah, about we those young damn punks yeah. moshing who ruined oh, everything. God. Yeah, who moshes at Courtney Barnett? Go to bed. Yeah, uh, I recommended Courtney Barnett on the show a few weeks ago, but I will recommend the band that opened for her uh, at the show at the Commodore and on this tour. They're Canadian. They're from the East Coast, I believe, from uh, Prince Edward Island in Nova Scotia. Really? I thought they like were that. from Toronto. They're based out of Toronto now, but they're oh, all okay. East Coasters originally. Gotcha. Uh, and they are a band called Always. Uh, it looks like Always because it's two V's instead of a W, but it is Always. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough to describe. It's like dream pop, maybe like the kind of music that I would you would hear in like an Adam Wingard movie when somebody puts a record on. Uh, <laughs> and I was just like mesmerized for the entirety of their set. Uh, she's got a great voice, and it was just yeah, wonderful, front to back. Great album too. Uh, very much enjoy uh, their self-titled album, and of course one of the big singles off of it, Archie, "Marry Me." Great track. Everything about it is good. I strongly recommend you check out and listen to the band Always. I didn't realize she, the lead singer, was the. Uh daughter of the Rankin family guy yeah see yeah, cool. east coast roots in the end so yeah no they yeah it says they formed in Toronto but they're all from from the from the Maritimes and with that that will do it for this week's episode our roommate is Chris Adam and I guess he was sort of our guest also our producer is Jessica Sands our intern is SeatGeek promo code real good and Orion Junk Removal promo code real good show I'm Justin Morissette Stefan Hack John Cullen be real be good be real good uh. <laughs> yes uh, yes we kind of telegraphed that one I love it when you guys do yeah. it it's great. <laughs> wow, we've been on fire. That's we like have. three times in the last like seven episodes. We're on yeah. the same wavelength. Synergy. John. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you, Stefan. I welcome. do know your name. Oh, it feels amazing. Been walking my mind to an easy time. My back turned towards the sun. Lord knows when the cold wind blows It'll turn your head around Well, there's hours of time on the telephone line To talk about things to come Sweet dreams and flying machines In pieces on the ground Oh, I've seen fire and I've seen rain I've seen sunny days that I thought would never end I've seen lonely times when I could not find a friend But I always thought that I'd see you, baby One more time again now Thought I'd see you one more time again There's just 
Just a few things coming my way this time around 